Miko Koskinen, he makes 25 saves to improve to 4-0. and The last time the Oilers started 7-1, and well, it wasn't that long ago. It was in the 16-17 season, and of course, they went on to make the playoffs that year. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 9.46. We are live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. This is Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. We'll get to your reaction as we move along. 780-496-0063 is the phone number. You can also text 630. 36-30. Huge focus coming into this game for the Oilers was even though they won on Wednesday against Philadelphia was to spend less time in their own zone, do a better job getting the puck out and obviously give up way fewer shots because they gave up 52 against Philadelphia. Well, they cut that in half today, giving up only 26. Uh, 13 of those in the first period. They only gave up 6 in the second period and 7 in the third. Some pressure by Detroit late in the game obviously as they were desperate going for the tie Dylan Larkin had a couple of golden opportunities with just over two minutes to go Koskinen came up with a blocker save when Larkin shot from in close and then Larkin uh, floated a long one on net that one went off the post but the Oilers able to survive and get the victory as we bring in Rob Brown in our booth here in Studio 99. Well, I, I was just saying, uh, I, I mean, shots on goal aren't always everything when it comes to defending, but I do think they, they tell a story tonight. The Oilers only gave up 13 shots over the last two periods. For sure, you got a late push from from the wings, but I think the Oilers responded to a, a lot of the problems that they had on, on Wednesday. They did. They were much better defensively. I, I think that any time they found themselves in trouble tonight, they came back to the house. So they had five guys trying to come down below the tops of the circles, getting into the middle of the ice and block shots. They took a lot of shooting lanes away. Uh, the Red Wings, there was about two or three shifts in the third period where they seemed like they had control of the play in the offensive zone. We had the Oilers running around and shot attempts were probably three times what shots on net were because the Oilers were doing such a good job getting sticks in lanes, getting bodies in lanes. So the Red Wings were firing away at will but they weren't getting anything on net. So uh, there's still things that they're going to need to correct, things they got to get better at, but huge steps forward from what we saw against the, the Philadelphia Flyers. And it starts in net with Koskinen, but it, it, you got to commend the defensemen for doing a good job making sure everything was from the outside. Koskinen's uh, save percentage for the season, just doing some math on the fly here, now 933, and he's 4-0, and obviously Smith having a good year as well with a with a 9.17 save percentage. And Koskinen just looked very comfortable. And you see goaltenders, when, when they're on the game, you just feel like they're, they're swallowing the puck. And unless there's a perfect shot or a screen shot or, or some kind of a bounce, that they're going to be pretty hard to beat clean. And, and that's what I felt from Koskinen tonight. And, I, and I, saw it, I saw it earlier in the game, finding the puck. And I'm sure, I mean, these are NHL guys shooting on them. I'm sure they're hitting their spot mm -hmm. a lot of the time. But and we said this about Talbot when he had that great year when they, when they made the playoffs. It just seemed like everything hit him in the logo, and he just covered it. Well, tonight, uh, one, he reads the play well. So he's in the right position to start with. He swallowed everything. There was no second rebounds. He challenged the shooters. Uh, I agree. The only thing that got by him tonight was one, a shot that tipped off of Yercho's uh, hand and went in the net. That's the only thing that could beat him. And I can say this with you know, pretty good certainty, that at the end of the season, if uh, Koskinen's around 9.25, 9.30, and Smith's at 9.17 save percentage, the Oilers are a playoff hockey club because they've got enough offense. They've got uh, enough depth now that if their goaltenders are giving them that kind of quality start game in game out they're gonna they're gonna have success so this is again Koskinen how many starts is that for him now four yeah he's four and oh and 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 not I mean there was the one game where Smith wasn't as strong as the others Koskinen's had four great starts and four starts where he was by far the better goalie in the game and Bernier was excellent tonight but Koskinen just a little bit better Koskinen, our fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. The three stars selected by Sportsnet and Rogers Place tonight. Ethan Bear, the first star. Bernier, the second star. And James Neal, the third star of the game. We, we, we want to get to Bear's game because he scored in two consecutive games. But James Neal now has nine goals in eight games. This one was not on the, on the power play, but 
we've, we saw from Neal, and I think this has been something that, even as the Oilers have had some good offensive players over the years, uh, a quick release. And if, if you shoot it quick, you don't always have to be as accurate as you might have to if, if you're waiting. And that one comes to Neal's stick, bang, it's on the net. Well, two things. He hangs around the, the, the hard areas. He's not a perimeter player. He knows where his strengths are. His strengths are, you know, within 10, 15 feet of the net. Uh, and a goaltender, you can shoot as hard as you want. You can be the hardest shot in the world, but if the goaltender is set and ready for it and has his angle, he's going to feel really confident. If the puck is on and off your stick before the goalie sets, you can put the puck just about anywhere. He's not prepared for it. And on that one right there, puck comes out to him he doesn't think about it he doesn't stop it to try and adjust he doesn't you know dust off the top to try and figure where he's going to go with it put the puck on net and a guy that's been a consistent goal scorer as he has been throughout his career he knows what it takes to score goals he knows what he needs to do and that's just a great play right there hanging around the front of the net and when the puck comes you throw it on net and hope for the best and uh I've been a player that has been traded to other teams, and I know what it's like going to the other team. You want to impress early. You could not have asked for a better script, a better story for what James Neal has done here in Edmonton with nine goals here to start the season. An absolute incredible start to his Edmonton Oilers career. So the Oilers take it 2-1. Neal got the first goal of the game at 7.39. Less than five minutes later, Ethan Bear scoring for the second straight game. Drysdale and Nurse had the helpers. Uh, Nurse assisting on both goals today. And Nurse continues to be a, a really nice story for the Oilers. I mean, tonight he plays 21-40. He gets four shots on goal. He's plus one, and he's showing good ability to make sure he gets his shot through. Oh, Ethan Bear has been a revelation. I know that the expectations were were, were probably not where they are for what he's been what he's been accomplishing thus far. He's a guy that many had a little further down the the depth chart coming into training camp and a lot of people are thinking you know this might be Bouchard's year or is this the time that Seth Jones make or excuse me where Jones makes Caleb makes his try to to be a a National Hockey League guy on a regular basis but Bear is the one that came after a great summer he talked about it he changed the way he ate changed the way he worked out he comes in he looks faster he's leaner and what you're seeing, and I've never seen enough out of him in the past to, to realize this, he's got incredible hockey IQ. He knows when to jump in the play. He knows when to put the puck on net. He knows when to, to give it and go. And tonight, the goal that he scored, uh, it was just a smart play. Uh, a lot of guys, and we've seen defensemen that have come through here in Edmonton that were, were the shin pad assassins that get the puck head down and throw the puck towards the net, gets blocked, and all of a sudden all the work he did to get the puck is for naught. He gets the puck on his stick. He pretends to take the slap shot. He freezes the forward. He moves laterally. And now he's not now winding up for the, for the roof tickler to try and throw it through the goaltender. He's simply putting the puck on net because... A battle in front of net is ensuing at that point. Cassian, Cassian's fighting in front of the net. Goalie sees nothing. Puck goes on net. Good things happen. So Bear, uh, as, as we said with Bob upstairs, has earned every second of ice time he's been given thus far. And the coaching staff has got to love what they're seeing out of that young player. The Oilers take it 2-1. Let's head down to the Hall of Fame room. Courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Dave, uh, maybe just compare your team's overall play tonight compared to last game and what was what was better. We competed harder defensively tonight. And we didn't capitalize on chances like we did the other night. <laughs> That's simple. But it was a, it was a hard-fought 2-1 game. They're a desperate team. They'd lost three in a row, I think. So they came in, and uh, I thought we checked well. Had some good opportunities that we missed on, but uh, for the most part, like we competed hard the last 10 minutes of that game. It was they're pushing, and we're uh, we're competing hard. We're not giving up a lot. Lots of people in lanes protecting pucks, getting pucks out when we needed to. So all in all, it's probably the kind of game we needed coming off that other game. And anytime you can learn like that and still win, we'll take that. Goals in back-to-back games for Ethan Bear. What are you seeing from his game that's allowing him to find some offensive success? Hey, just real solid. I mean, the goals are the goals are nice, but the, he's playing a lot of real hard minutes with with uh, Dion. That's uh, 
you know, like they're, he's given us real quality minutes on both sides of the puck. How much relief is he giving you guys as a coaching staff that he's playing 20, 23 minutes a night and, and he's giving you the minutes that he Well, we need it right now with Larson out. He's come in and really filled a void for us there. So he's been, uh, he was a surprise in camp and now he's, I mean, he's a good NHL player right now. So we need him. James Neal said he had better chances than the one he scored on tonight, but is that when you're going good, he picks the yeah. hard side and he had better chances than it didn't score? I think he hit the post on that one from real tight that he was frustrated on, but uh, that's who he is. He finds some finds some uh, opportunities and he capitalized. I thought that's the second game. That line was pretty good. They had one, uh, one shift that they got pinned in a little bit with about five or six left, minutes left to go, but didn't give up much there. But the line, the line worked hard and they capitalized on one chance and it was uh it was another solid game from them dave what did you know about miko koskinen when you got here and uh is he exceeding your expectations with his play um i'm not sure that i i'm not sure i set expectations on him i watched him play early on in the or on the run that he played real well on. I think it was just after Hitch got here, and he played real well, and I watched him play the last 20 games where he looked really tired, really tired and burnt out. So my expectations were for him to come in here and just be a solid goaltender, and that's exactly what we're getting here right now. I mean, you look at every game, uh, even the game that Schmidt made the couple mistakes, he was still a good player in the game. You know, we made the puck handling mistakes, but we've got quality starts out of both goaltenders every game this year. And if we can continue that way, that's exactly what we're hoping for. Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as Edmonton beats Detroit 2-1 to go to 7-1 on the season. Detroit falling to 3-5 on the year. Two goals tonight for the Oilers. That means a $50 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. The total for the season now $775. $958. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, live in Studio 99. Well, the the goaltending, a big story, and, and Dave Tippett addressed that. The special teams uh, have been another big story. Not a lot of opportunities tonight. Detroit goes 0 for 1 with the power play. Edmonton 0 for 2. I don't know how they didn't score on their first <laughs> opportunity. I mean, they're, they're a little quieter on their second chance, but it, the, the way they those guys can move the puck, like enter the zone and then move the puck once they get set up is is very dangerous. Well, it is, and they, they should have scored on the first one. They had a couple great chances, a couple good looks. Uh, I know that Dave Tippett talked about the one that Neil put off the post and was frustrated from. That normally goes in for him. When you've got a very good power play, a dangerous power play like the Oilers do, it changes the way teams play against you. You can't be as physical, can't be as dirty, you can't take uh, silly penalties after the whistle, and it, so that opens up more ice for your star players because they know that if you take a penalty, if you do something dumb out there, they're going to make you pay that way. When Detroit was successful all those years, years ago, they never had a team tough guy. When you were dumb against them, they go out and score a power play goal against you, and that's how they got back at you. Well, that's what the Edmonton Oilers can do right now. If you're going to take a run at one of our players, go to the penalty box. We're going to make you pay by scoring a goal. So their, their power play looks excellent. Dave Tippett talked about the fact that four of the five have now played together for a number of years. They know where each other is at all times. You can see them looking for them. When one guy's got his back to the other guys, they know exactly where they need to be as that outlet. Uh, they look confident. And you no, know, it's funny too, it didn't happen on the power play tonight, but talk about confidence. There was a play tonight where the puck came up to Leon Dreisaitl along the boards right in front of the Detroit Red Wings bench. He had McDavid and Cassian going, but he didn't have a passing lane. And you don't see this often, but he's put the puck between his stick between his legs and passed it between his legs because that was a passing lane, kind of like we saw Connor McDavid score against the Stars last year. That is a team that is very confident every time the puck is on their stick right now. Can you believe McDavid missed the empty net? And then can you further believe Patrick Russell's first NHL goal? Sitting right there for him. Couldn't quite cash in with 30 seconds left. I'm 
probably would have bet my house that McDavid would have scored. Might not have bet it on Russell, but I would have bet it Russell on McDavid. Russell was shorter range. Yeah, it was. And I don't know. I, I, I just felt, I don't know if you did it, but I felt just horrible when that puck didn't go in from. I was like out of my seat. I'm like, yeah, we're going to see this kid score his first ever goal. And it just, it fluttered on him. It just, the puck came up on edge. He wasn't able to hit it cleanly. But then, you know what? You don't want that to be your first goal. You want your first goal to be a goalie. He'll get a first goal. And I thought he was very good again tonight. I think every time I've seen Patrick Russell play, he has been effective in the role he does. He knows the little things. That he knows that he's on the fourth line. i got to get pucks in deep. Uh, when I'm in, in the, along the boards of my own zone, if I don't have a play, don't force anything. Get it outside. He does all those things uh, each and every time he has the opportunity. Coaches love players like him. I... Because of that, you'll see him in the National Hockey League for a long, long time simply because he's trustworthy. Patrick Russell plays 12-45 tonight, gets two shots on goal, credited with two hits as well. Other NHL action on the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. The Ducks lead the Hurricanes 4-2. That one third period just getting underway. The Colorado Avalanche are now 6-0-1 on the season. Nathan McKinnon scores in overtime. They beat the Panthers 5-4. He was a game-time decision. He got hurt the other night playing against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Looked like a Charlie horse. Uh, he looked good on the goal. He scored in overtime. And think about that Colorado team. They've got the one big line. That was the only thing that line did was the overtime goal. They had four goals scored before that. Colorado is for real. Your old team, the Penguins, now 6-2 and two with a 4-2 win over the Stars. Chris Letang scored twice, and it is rough in Dallas. They're 1-7-1. When does a coaching change happen? This is a team that many expected to challenge for not only a playoff spot, for, for, but for a division and conference title. And they have been terrible. They've got a lot of talent to be where they are in the standings. Well, and that's... Uh, I mean, without having seen a lot of their, their play, that's a tough situation because the coaching staff was praised last year yeah. for the work they did. They were the second-best goals-against team after the New York Islanders. We have Todd Nelson on that team, mm -hmm. uh, well-known, obviously, to Oilers fans and, and pretty well-liked by Oilers fans as well. So, you know, that's tough. You sit there and think, well, wait, I got a good coaching staff, so I got I, I to make a change. You don't think, I don't know. You don't think there's going to be a call to the Oilers, hey, let's have Hitch come back again. <laughs> I don't know if that's happening. <laughs> Capitals over the Rangers 5-2. Chicago beats Columbus 3-2 in overtime. Taves got the game winner, his first goal of the season. Western Hockey League tonight. Good night for the Edmonton Oil Kings beating the Red Deer Rebels 5-1. Baseball playoffs, the Yankees beat Houston 4-1. All the scoring in the first inning of that game. Houston still leads the best of seven 3-2, so they'll have a chance to wrap it up at home. CFL tonight, Saskatchewan leading BC 19-9. That's with about six minutes left in the third quarter. And Montreal held off Toronto for a 27-24 victory. If uh, Saskatchewan beats BC, it would confirm that the Eskimos go to Montreal for the East semifinal in, I guess, uh, three weeks from now. Two games against Saskatchewan left for the Eskimos in the regular season. All right, the Oilers win it 2-1. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Tony standing by. Tony, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Um, the funny thing is, actually, what Rob just said about Dallas, I was, I was just telling a friend of mine about that a couple nights ago. I said, when is the coaching change going to be coming? Um, a few comments about tonight. 7-1 um, start, fantastic. Uh, tip, the fact, you know, I, I was a little skeptical about Tippett coming in because, you know, I remember him from, you know, the old like some old days, and I remember some teams not doing well under him. Um, what do you think is the biggest reason why Koskinen has become from basically, like, yeah, he got a lot of starts last year, but last year it seemed like he was flopping all over the net that he could, that he was just not following it. What do you see that's the difference between Koskinen from last year and Koskinen from this year? I, I think rest. I think Koskinen at the beginning of last year was very good, and then he came in when Hitch took over, was very good. Once he started playing every second night when they traded Talbot and Dave Tippett just talked about it he got fatigued he wasn't used to playing that kind of schedule and it showed so I think right now Dave Tippett is doing a good job going back and forth between the goalies which is allowing Koskinen to have the rest and be at his best each and every night yeah and I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Smith is back in net 
in Winnipeg on Sunday, even though Koskinen has had two good games in a row. Smith played a really good game Monday in Chicago. I, I don't know if it's going to go 2-2-2-2-2 all year long, but I, I think Smith will probably get the next start, and then they'll think about it again for Wednesday against the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I agree. I think even Smith the next start. I mean, what they've been doing thus far is working, so there's no reason to get away from it. Smith, through his play in the four starts he has had, deserves the next start, and uh, you go from there. But I, Dave Tippett has easy choices now because he's got two goaltenders playing very, very well, so it makes it whatever he decides is the right decision because they both deserve the crease right now. You can also text 63630. Uh, this texter says, have the Oilers played any elite teams yet like Boston, Tampa, Carolina, or the Leafs? Nope. They played the Devils, Rangers, LA, and Detroit, and they haven't dominated any one of them yet. Just better goaltending. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get asked about the schedule all the time. Um, I mean, you can only play who's presented to you. For, for, for people like that, textures like that, who say that they've beaten bad teams. All right, fair enough. We'll see how the season plays out. But if you're writing into us and you believe that the Oilers have just played the eight worst teams in the NHL, then they should have won the majority of those games if they're going to accomplish anything this season. They just happen to play them at the beginning. Yeah, to me, if you're going to text that, wait till they play those teams. And if they don't beat them, then you can say, hey, look. But, I mean, I don't think you can say that right now because if you look at records, the Oilers are an elite team in the league. I don't know if anyone would have called Colorado an elite team in the league before the season started. They are. A lot of people would have thought it was Dallas. So the Oilers have got off to an incredible start to the season. I think you've got to commend them on that. They've won the games that they were supposed to win. They've won a couple games they probably weren't expected to win. Yeah, 2-1 tonight over Detroit. Let's head back down to the Oilers' dressing room, courtesy of GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here is Miko Koskinen. Blessing. Uh, it's a professional sport when you're winning, winning games. The atmosphere goes, goes up, so everyone is enjoying it. Uh, it's positive. People wondered when a player as important as Adam Larson got hurt, how the blue line would hold up. You see a player like Ethan Bear playing almost 20 minutes a night, you know, at his age. What are you seeing from your blue line that's impressive in, in him? Bear's been, he's been amazing. Like, it's fun to watch him. Like, his confidence level is uh, out of this, out of this league. He's doing everything right and uh, definitely great to watch him right now. Thanks. Two different games for you guys. The last, the last couple. Philly was, was one way. This was a different way. How do you, how do you sort of compare that? Yeah, we tried to play a little bit more like defense first mentality today. today and uh, when I think when you do that, it create also like more, more offensive because you have to puck more and uh, you have more energy, energy go on the other end. So yeah, we, I think we managed that well. Nico, in training camp, you're pretty vocal about working on your game over the summer. Do you feel like it's really paying off for you right now? Well, it's hard to say. I, I think that's you guys. <laughs> you guys' job to thought about that. But I think it's a main thing for myself that I put everything out there during the summer, and that builds like a confidence, like all the way. And uh, yeah. Last year was your first year back in the NHL after a stay in the cage. Do you feel a little bit more comfortable out there in terms of angles and all that? Stuff? Oh, of course, that helped. I didn't start like um, zero points, so it, it really helped a lot. And I practiced like the whole summer in a small rink too and uh, so I was ready more ready this year Miko Koskinen with Brendan Escott working the Oilers room tonight 25 saves for Koskinen he is 4-0 on the season as Edmonton beats Detroit 2-1 the final shot tonight 37-26 in favor of the Edmonton Oilers if you missed it the goal scorers Neal and Bear for Edmonton Green who I thought had a pretty good game. Scored the only goal for the Wings. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's a veteran that's been around a long, long time. He's had a very, very successful National Hockey League career, and he looked good when he had the puck on his stick. Always does, though. That's uh, that was always his forte. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll bring Joanne onto the show. Hey, Joanne, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, guys. I'm so glad to hear that you're back on the air this year. You're doing an amazing job. I just love listening to you. Um, Two years ago, I phoned you guys and said, um, I wonder if we're ever going to have another player like Ryan Smith. And you guys said something to the effect of if anybody has the nerve to go there. And I just think that we've got James Neal. What do you think? Well, 
James Neal does play uh, a similar kind of game that Ryan Smith played. James, Ryan Smith hung around in front of the net, took a beating to score the, the hard goals, and James Neal's the same type of player. He's not a perimeter guy. He's not going to score very often from outside of 10, 15 feet, but he pays a price to score goals, and uh, it's just an incredible start to the season for James, and hopefully this will continue. He's going to get ample opportunities playing with a very good player, Obviously, Nugent Hopkins five on five, but he also is on the power play. And he's the guy where the puck eventually has to go by when they start putting them on net. So uh, I see this success, maybe not the nine every eight games, but I see him having a very successful bounce back here. Well, I'm pretty excited that he's on the team. Well, I think he's pretty excited yeah. about it, too. Well, nine <laughs> goals in uh, in eight games. Pretty pretty huge contribution for Neil. Thanks, Joanne. Always great to hear oh, from you. All right, more time for your phone calls, more post-game reaction from both dressing rooms as we roll along. We are live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. They win it 2-1, overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And the Red Wings lob it down the ice. Happy to see you in a race, a wraparound effort, and a save. What a split by Koskinen to keep that one out. Happy to see you, a great move. And Koskinen laid out in a full split. That is Miko Koskinen, save of the game, courtesy of Jiffy Loop. Be wise, winterize. Koskinen solid again as the Oilers beat Detroit 2-1. Koskinen making 25 saves on the evening to improve to 4-0. Oilers' next two games on the road in Winnipeg on Sunday and in Minnesota on uh, Tuesday. And the next home game is Thursday against the Washington Capitals. That's always a good one. And the, uh, the Caps are off and out west in October because of uh, events going on in their uh, in their arena every October. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. Uh, this uh, texture says, how do you guys feel about the Oilers' alternate jerseys? Well, I, I was asked about those leading up this week. I, you know, unless something is really awesome or really bad, I, I, I don't care. I mean, I, I generally like jerseys that are simple. I mean, everybody made fun of those old Arizona jerseys because they had about six different colors on yeah, them and the logo was very... Uh, abstract. I, I think these were fine. The one thing I liked about these is the numbers were very easy to see. Now, we're further away from the ice than the fans, so it's a different experience, and it would have looked different on TV. I did like that the numbers were very easy to see, the, or, the orange on the blue. Other than that... It, it, it looked odd, and not like odd weird, but odd because it's so different than what we've seen on, uh, on the ice over the last couple of years here. I mean, they are completely, completely different than anything else in the National Hockey League. And to me, again, when there's something different than comes in, the biggest thing is the numbers, because we are so far away here. When all of a sudden the, the numbers are blurred or they're not easy to pick up, it's hard to, to see when you're uh, trying to call the game or trying to talk about players. So uh, I can tell you this. The Oilers are 1-0 and in them, yeah. so they're a successful <laughs> new third jersey. Yeah, and I, 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 I also will say this. If you're going to have an alternate jersey, you might as well make something different yes. about it. I remember when a lot of teams were rolling out, I think it was probably the late 90s maybe, the alternate jersey craze really took off, and a lot of teams would just do their same jersey but in black. Yeah. And I was like, well, that, like you're not no. the same design. You're just changing the dominant color to to black. A lot, a lot of people wearing them tonight, yeah. so they're, they're very enough people like them that they're buying them. The orange on it is very bright. There's a gentleman that's sitting right in front of us. Like, they are bright. You can see the, the numbers very, very clearly. So, yeah, I, as a player, you do get a little superstitious, and if you put, wear something new and you don't have success, you don't want to wear it again. So the fact they won tonight will make it that much more comfortable for them the next time they have to put them on. Darcy texting 63630 saying, I think people forget that Ethan Bear was WHL Defenseman of the Year. Just goes to show how proper development can go for certain players, how far proper development can go for certain players. Uh, what do you think his ceiling is? Top four D-man seems like no question at this point. Do you think he could progress to a top pairing D-man at some point? Well, good question for Darcy. I, I think within the Oilers organization, they have a right shot defenseman who's 
has a higher ceiling than Ethan Bear, and that's Evan Bouchard. So if it's Bouchard Bear someday down the right side. Yeah, to me, I like what the texter said. This, this is a kid that wasn't rushed. He wasn't put in a position where uh, there was a better chance of failure than success by playing too early without the confidence, without the the knowledge to play at this level. Uh, he was a very good defenseman in the Western Hockey League, which is by far the best junior league in the world, just if anyone wonders. Uh, and then he went to the American Hockey League. It's a big jump up from junior to the American Hockey League. He went there and he, he got his feet wet there and he learned how to play the game. He got good coaching. And I know that last year Dave Manson uh, was there and that would be, he'd be a huge, huge uh, advantage for a player to have him as a coach because he's been there he knows all the ins and outs he knows the little things that he can teach and i'm sure ethan bear just soaked that all up so by the time ethan bear got his chance and the opportunity he's getting right now is because of an injury but when he got that opportunity he was able to go in there and feel comfortable he was able to go in there and have success doing the things that he's good at He's not being asked to do things that he's not capable of doing. They want him moving the puck. They want him jumping up in the play. They want him putting pucks on net. Things that he has had success with in the past, whether it be junior or the minors, he is able to do at this level because he now has the confidence level having those years in the minors under his belt. So uh, we've seen too many players come here, and a great example was Justin Schultz. Justin Schultz, a really, really good defense for the National Hockey League, was put in a situation where success was going to be hard for him to find because he was playing top pair minutes right out of college and he wasn't ready for it. He lost his confidence and the team and the city lost confidence in him. He's rebounded in Pittsburgh, but Ethan Bear was, has taken a different route to get here. And what his final ceiling is, I don't know, but it's going to be fun watching and seeing and being here as he progresses in his career because I think he's here to stay and it's going to be a nice long career for Ethan Bear. Oilers win it 2-1 whenever they score five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Triple-A steak and succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. 2-1. The Oilers beat Detroit. 780-496-0063. Well, this one will be fun. It's 10-20 in Edmonton. 12.20 in the morning in Boston. That's right. It's Scott from Boston calling in. Go ahead, Scott. What's up, guys? Well, could you hear the enthusiasm in my voice as I introduced you? Well, I, I don't know if you're being facetious or not, but you ought to be excited because <laughs> i got content tonight, Reed. Good. And, uh, hey, Rob, I have probably my best trivia question for you. Get ready. All right? We'll do that I'm at the TLN. Now, I, I called for it. I'm going to talk about the Oilers real quick, but uh, listening as I was on hold, what an interesting question this would be. Who would you take if you had to put money on? The Memorial Cup winner, right? Or the winner of the College Hockey Championship. For example, who, who wins tonight? Oshawa Generals or Boston University if they the played each other? The college team would. They're older. Uh, oh, yeah. Though, what do they play? 16 years old, right? In the CHL, the Canadian well, Hockey League? 16 to 20. But, yeah, the, the, the college players are older hockey players. It's like if the every year the World Junior team from Canada has exhibition games before they go to the World Juniors with uh, the All-Stars of the universities in Canada. And the universities in Canada usually win. They're, they're older, they're stronger, they're men. So they're the U.S. So colleges would win. Excuse me, right? Yes, but there's so much talent. Matt McDavid played. I believe he's had an exemption like Gretzky and Orr did yeah. at 15, it, 16. It would depend on the exact matchup. To, I mean, it would have to be. With, with, but he to said do? the top two teams. Oh, top, the top two, sorry. Top, so the top teams, the top university team would beat the top junior team. It would be interesting to see, though, wouldn't it? I'd love to see the Memorial Cup winner take on a random Hockey East is where I'm at, you know, BUBC, Northeastern. But, all right, put that aside. That's not even why I called. But here we go. All right, Reed, am I on? Hello? Yes. There. Yes. All right, 7-1. I love it. And I'm going to tell you right now, the main reason no one's talking about why they're 7-1, obviously they have some talent. Coach Tibbetts is a main reason. He's a great coach. We're going to get through a couple points. Mike Smith, now this may get some dissenting opinions. Mike Smith is this team's number one goalie. I don't like going back and forth with Kaskinen. You, you, you have a number one goalie. 
You're not playing Ipsy Duty. Who's playing tomorrow? Who's playing Tuesday? Mike Smith is one of the best goalies in the NHL, in my opinion. Okay? And they're confident now. Winning breeds winning, which breeds confidence, which breeds more winning. It's a positive cycle they're in right now, and I can't wait to see where it goes. They're going on the road. I guarantee you they have a winning trip. Um, I can't wait till January 3rd till they come to Boston. So that's all my content on the game. I still get trivia, though. Unless go, you like to... go ahead, buddy. My, uh, Rob, you ready for this one? You're either going to snap. You, this is black and white. You're either going to snap answer it or have no clue. As a hockey player, I played my whole life as, just like you did. You went a little further than me. I went to Weymouth High School. <laughs> <laughs> CCM is a major manufacturer of hockey equipment, right? I'm sure yeah. you've had some, of course, right? CCM. What does CCM stand for? I, I don't know because I would never wear their I stuff. I gotcha. I finally yeah. got you. <laughs> well, yeah, Are you ready? Because, no, because I didn't care because I was a Bauer guy. What does so. it stand for? This is a wicked cool hockey trivia question. CCM stands for Canadian Cycle and Motor. Don't ask me how that uh, equates to hockey equipment, but that's a fact. You know what? Canadian you Cycle and Motor. You could have given me a thousand guesses, and I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> well, it's Seriously. I just wanted to get you once. Rob, you're one up was on good. me, bro. That was good. Thanks hey, a lot, guys, Scott. I have a lot of fun. Thank you, Pre- guys. Appreciate it. Scott in Boston calling 780-496-0063. More phone calls in a few minutes. Let's go down to the Detroit dressing room. Their head coach is Jeff Blaschel. You know, in the end, we haven't scored enough lately, for sure. What here is what I like, though, is we got down 2 nothing. We talked about not melting when you get down 2 nothing. Uh, we didn't melt. We kept digging. We found a way to make it 2-1, and then I thought we had the better of the chances in the third period. We had a couple shifts where we got uh, in our end a little bit, but I thought overall we had the better of the chances, and uh, so we gave ourselves a chance to win the hockey game. We just got to keep finding ways to get better, so I thought today we took a step in that direction with the, with the, with the way that we dug in. Um, do we need more offense? Yeah. Is our certain guys going to score more? Yes, they are. So uh, let's let's make sure we, we keep taking steps forward here. You've tried I mean, breaking up the top line. You've tried various tweaks. Like what else can you do? Well, guys, got to guys got to find ways to, to get more offense going. You know, and, and you can score uh, score dirty a little bit by, by getting pucks around the cage. You know, Double A's going to break through. He's just gonna like he's a proven scorer in this league. He's going to score. And once he, I thought Philpo was excellent tonight. You know, and so him and Doubles seem to have some chemistry. Uh, played different guys with him at times. Uh, Glenny. Uh, did a good job of winning pucks, but I thought Phil Pullett played real well. I thought Nielsen played real well. So, you know, getting those guys going, I think, is a positive thing. I thought those guys played well tonight. Uh, uh, when you get chances, you'll score. There's guys that are going to score. We got to we got to learn from today. We got to go back Monday. We got to find a way to get better Monday, and then go in a hockey game on Tuesday. You talked about staying out of the box this morning, so so pretty good on that aspect. Yeah, I mean, their power plays real good, and and uh, you know they can create lots out of not much, and and they've they've got it going pretty good right now. Now and uh, uh, so I think uh, I think overall you know our PK did a, did a pretty good job, but it's, you can do a good job when you only have two. So that was good. Jeff Blashill is the coach of the Detroit Red Wings. They are beaten tonight 2-1 by the Edmonton Oilers, who improved to 7-1. Second time in the last four seasons they've started 7-1. They did it in their playoff year of 16-17. We have Cam on the line. Cam, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, how are you doing? Good. I went to school on the East Coast. Do I ever not miss that accent? Wow. The Boston Cam, accent. Cam, I'm going to have to ask you to repeat that. We're having a little trouble hearing you tonight. I said I went to the school and I went to school on the East Coast. And do I ever not miss that accent? Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll be honest. So, as far as the college guys go, the college versus junior, a Major junior team going down and playing, aside from some of the, a couple of smaller schools like Huntsville and that kind of thing, and if you want to take a few goaltending performances added in or sprinkled in, it would be like the Edmonton Huskies. They still have the Huskies, the junior team there? The, the Edmonton Huskies are one of the junior teams here, yes. It would be like the Edmonton Huskies going down and playing University of Alabama in football. They... A Western Hockey League team would go 0-24 and 24 in those conferences down there. They wouldn't win a game unless there was an outstanding goal-setting performance. It's, 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 I mean, it's apples and oranges. It's 16- to 20-year-old kids against, you know, like Brownie said, the, the elite cream of the crop. So it's, it's, it's not even close. 
Quick as shout out to the Edmonton Huskies uh, playoff game this weekend at Regina. The Edmonton Wildcats are at Saskatoon playoff game. All right, oh, I had you, to get that in, Cam. good. <laughs> you guys still have two teams in Edmonton. That's, un- that's, great. that's great. Yes, yeah. Okay, so um, the one thing I wanted to say, there's just a couple points here. I watched Bear growing up. Uh, my son played against him, coached against him. I mean, this is just exactly how he plays. This is the way he's played from the time he was five years old. He's just, it's just how he plays. So the ceiling thing, I'll tell you right now, if he gets confidence and stuff, he could end up being a real good player. He looks good. Two more quick points. I thought that, and you guys tell me because you're there live, and I know you're a long ways up. I, I couldn't believe the way that Benning and Russell skated tonight. Confidence is such a huge part of it, but I was watching. A couple times I watched Russell and Benning, and I, I couldn't believe the way their feet were moving. Did you guys notice extra jump in those two particular players? Because I was blown away. Well, I think Benning's had a good start to the season, a very good start. I know that there's been times where he's been criticized, and we've had phone calls on this show, but to me, Benning is a very, very good third-pairing defenseman that can move up and down uh, in the pairings if needed, but when put in the right spot, he's going to have success. Uh, he's plus every year. I think he's plus five or six again this season already. And that's a guy that's playing in your third pairing. So uh, Benning was good tonight. Russell's been asked to play a little extra minutes right now with, the, with the, the injuries that the Oilers have on the back end. But I thought, again, he's playing in your top four right now and has done a, a good job as well. Uh, I th- when your team is off to a 7-1 start, there's a lot of players that have started well for your team, and those are two of them. All right, we got to do a quick break here for the 10.30 News and Weather. You'll hear from Ethan Bear and James Neal as we move along. Brady's going to finish the play. We're live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. Edmonton takes it 2-1 over Detroit. Overtime open line, presented by Heartland Ford. Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Now the slot pass, redirected, save me, rebound, score. James Steele picks up a loose puck and smokes it by Jonathan Bernier. Time, 739, and James Steele has the first goal of the hockey. All right, Ethan Bear would add another one. Green would score for Detroit. All the scoring in the second period. The Oilers win it 2-1 down to their dressing room. Here is James Neal. Get a, get my shot through when I can. Uh, can you kind of just describe how you're feeling on the ice that's maybe leading to this kind of confidence and success? Uh, I feel good. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make sure I keep doing all the, the right things I did this summer and uh, stay focused, stay hungry, uh, keep trying to get better each day and, uh, you know, and make sure uh, every time I get a chance to get on the ice, I try to get better. Are you supposed to be doing the interviews in your helmet? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. Has everyone else done theirs? I haven't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, maybe just talk about the minutes that, uh, that you've been taking, and uh, it's pretty heavy minutes, five on five. The 28 game overall, how it feels to be able to handle those minutes? The competition you're playing against. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know I, I feel fine. Um, I don't really think about that stuff too much. I really just think, take things one shift at a time, making sure I'm dialed in, and um, pretty much making sure I can you know, move, advance the puck as best I can, and you know, give myself the best opportunity to shoot when I get that opportunity. On that goal, where you just looking Thanks. to get it, get it on net, and maybe hope for the best. Uh, no, I just I made I made sure I, you know I, I made a fake, and you know um, once I seen Elena, I kind of been kind of patient, and then uh, made sure I, I got it there with some uh, some good height. I got pretty furious that last couple of minutes as Detroit was pressing. What was that? What was that like for you guys? Uh, it was good. Um, I, I really didn't feel too much pressure out there. Uh, we're just trying to make plays and keep advancing it. Um, but you know, that's the that's the thing is that you don't you don't want to panic in those type of situations. You want to stay composed. This was a good learning experience for I mean everybody but yourself included to be in a situation like that and, and come through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like there's every game. You know, you get put in different situations and um, you know the ones you don't do good in you you. Watch watch those over and over and you know see what you can do better so yeah I think try to learn from every game 
All right, that's actually Ethan Bear who got the game winner tonight. Oilers over Detroit 2-1 as we update the Edmonton Trailer scoreboard. Anaheim is going to move to 6-2 on the year. They're up 4-2 on the Hurricanes in the last, well, it just ended. Uh, so they are now 6-2, 4-2 win for Anaheim over Carolina. Avalanche are 6-0-1. They beat the Panthers 5-4 in overtime. Penguins knock off the Stars 4-2. Capitals beat the Rangers 5-2. Chicago in overtime, a 3-2 win against the Blue Jackets. The Oil Kings won 5-1 in Red Deer. The Yankees beat the Astros 4-1. Houston now up four games to two in the ALCS. Fourth quarter, BC trailing Saskatchewan 27-12. About seven minutes left in CFL action earlier. The Alouettes beat the Argos 27-24. Couple of texts to 6.30, Jay Bueller says, uh, people seem to forget that while, yes, the Oilers have played teams they should beat, they're still NHL professionals, and the Oilers did beat them. Also, at the end of the season, these are games the Oilers would have looked back at and said they needed to win. Finally, the team has improved because five games in a row to start the season, they had to come from behind. Last year, they would have completely given up, and that's not even mentioning the PK, the power play, and the goaltending. That right there is coaching and believing in yourself and your teammates. That's from Jay Bueller. And Dilbert writes in. Wasn't that a comic character, comic strip guy, Dilbert? I think it was, that yeah. guy? He says, I would say one of the most overlooked aspects of the Oilers game right now compared to previous years is their ability to clear pucks from the front of the net. It seems every rebound is jumped on immediately by an Oiler and they're able to get a clear breakout. This allows Koskinen and Smith to play a lot more confident when they don't need to worry about a second chance. Uh, well, probably not against Philadelphia <laughs> the other <laughs> night. But, if, I mean, they are, I mean, Tippett has talked about playing as a team, five-man unit, working together, knowing where everybody is. And, and and a lot of teams do it. I mean, it's not unique to the Oilers, but the the good defensive teams they often collapse. The, mm -hmm. the wingers collapse right down. They'll have all five defenders in the slot as opposed to guys roaming. Well, the, they'll say you can beat us from the perimeter. If you can beat our goalie from out high, well, good on you. But we're not going to give you the uh, the free chances from in tight. We're not going to give you second or third opportunities. They're doing a very good job collapsing. And one of the things Dave Tippett talked about: five up, five back. And that's what they do. They have five back at all times. So uh, I think that they wanted to come into this game tonight and really atone for the effort that they gave the other night against the Flyers defensively. And they did that. I think there were breakdowns, and there's always going to be breakdowns. Who was it? Was it Sekru who used to say that if there weren't mistakes in games, every game would end up 0-0? So there's going to be mistakes, but you limit them. Uh, and you learn from them. And I think they learn from the mistakes they've made against the Flyers and were much better limiting those chances tonight against the Red Wings. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Brady on the line. Brady, go ahead. Hey, Reed and Rob. It's, uh, it's, i got to be honest with you, it's going to be a little tough for me to finish the play tonight because I was uh, busy at the NMAC Century and watching the All Kings kick the Toronto Rebels. Uh, so that's unfortunate for me because I'm from down here. But uh, I'll give it a shot nonetheless. But uh, my comment tonight, uh, I wanted to talk. I, I saw the third period, and uh, I also saw uh, the highlights. And I got to tell you, like, I, I got to say, I, I love this Ethan Bearcat. Like, that's a big league star goal that he scored tonight. To fake the shot, walk the defenseman, and, and shoot through a stream like that, I thought that was... Uh, a great goal he scored. Obviously, he scored a great goal the other night, too. And uh, I got to say, I, th I think, too, the biggest thing that uh, has impressed me about this Oilers team is going on that run to start the year. And, and one thing the Oilers, I think, of, of, in, the, in the whole decade of darkness, whatever you want to call it, they, they struggled when they got down. It, it felt a lot of times like as soon as the opposition scored one nothing goal, you almost wanted to turn the TV off. And that's, that's not been the case this year. The team is... Uh, seem to have a lot of resilience. They battled back, and uh, it never seems like uh, the game's over, and especially with the game breakers that you got, 29 and 97. Well, I, I think you're right, and, and Mike Smith said that in one of his post-game interviews. I can't remember after which game, but about being down and some of the comebacks that if you give up a goal, okay, it's one goal. Like, what are you, you going to let it ruin your whole game? Yeah, forget about it quickly. We can't let this guy talk anymore, though. He's too good. He's going to take one of our jobs. He's smooth. 
We're going to finish the play <laughs> with Brady. We're going to finish the play with you, and we're, we're going to help you out. You already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking. That's the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online at jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code JED. What do we have? Here, it's Kara to Patrick Russell. Down the left-hand side, green back. Wrist shot off the crossbar. Patrick Russell's knocking on the door. A clear by Tyler Bertuzzi. All right, that's uh, Patrick Russell, almost. Uh, simple yes or no question. Has Patrick Russell ever scored in the NHL? No. Correct. He almost did there. He almost he did almost into did. an empty net with 30 seconds left. He's getting close. So Brady's name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Oilers beat the Red Wings. 2-1. Uh, hopefully Russell will get his goal soon. He's he's playing well. That was a great play on the one that went off the crossbar. He used the defenseman as a screen, uh, threw the puck between his legs so Bernie didn't see it and got good wood on it. So he, he's getting better. He's getting opportunities. And when you're a, a young player, a player trying to make your way in the National Hockey League, you want opportunities, you want chances. He's getting those. One of them are, are going to go in, although he will toss and turn a little bit tonight replaying the empty net over and over again where the puck just rolled on him at the last second a couple people text again about uh, about Jujar Kara about what we thought of his, his game tonight and how he's played so far this season he, and he consistently has not been a great starter to seasons yeah no there was two plays tonight that I saw that uh, I, I'm sure that the coaching staff is going to talk to him about both times he was back in the right position defensively but got his feet standing still and watched the play and both times his guy went right by him and they created great scoring chances for the Detroit Red Wings um, I, we've seen what Kara is capable of doing we've seen in the past when he has uh, been an impact on the game and it's not through through offense but through his physicality through his forecheck through his speed I don't think that Kara has played up to his potential as of yet. I think there's more in him, and I'm saying that simply because we have seen what he's capable of doing in the past. Let's go down to the Detroit dressing room. Pretty good game by their goaltender tonight. Here's Jonathan Bernier. When did you find your rhythm here tonight? Was it early on in that first power play when you shut them down, or was it before that? Uh, felt pretty good, you know, right off the, right off the bat. I knew... You know, I needed a step up from uh, from my last game, so you know, I felt good all all night. Just couldn't find a way to win tonight. Beginning a regular run lately, how much is that helping you find a rhythm early on in the season rather than waiting like you did last year to get going? Well, it's definitely easier. Um, you know, obviously you want to practice hard and make sure you're you stay ready for games. But the more you play, the the better you feel. Definitely. What was the difference in the PK here tonight? Uh, I thought we, we protect the middle a little bit more. Um, you know, they, they had a few on their first power play, but after that, I thought we did a pretty good job. Um, you know, I think when we start chasing, sometimes that's when we get ourselves in trouble. We just got to stay compact and and uh, take care of that uh, that uh, slot area and, and make sure that they shoot from the outside. Walk me through that save on uh, McDavid when he cut in uh, alone there. You had to make two saves on well, I, I knew he had a guy on him, so I was just trying to cover the low part of the net. And uh, you know, obviously, he's got a lot of speed, but I, I knew it was kind of his arms were extended, so he, it was tough for him to, to elevate the puck. Jonathan Bernier from the Detroit Red Wings, Scott Johnson working the visitors' dressing room tonight. Well goaltended game. The Oilers are able to pull it out 2 1 your final. We'll call a quick timeout. More time for your reaction at 780-496-0063. Oilers Hockey presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Your weekend starts with an Oilers victory, 2-1 over the Detroit Red Wings. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Luke on the line. Hey, Luke, thanks for calling. Thanks. Um, I was wondering when Larson comes back, who's the odd man out? Well, Manning would come out the way things are now. Uh, Pearson might be back before that. It'll be interesting, though, because uh, with... 
right now with Bear playing with Nurse, that's Larson's spot. But yeah. Bear has been exceptional. So there's going to be some movement whenever Larson's come back. But he, the one thing that I've always said about starting to plan where guys are going to fit in in the future when injuries are healed is it's it's hard to do that because there's the possibility of another injury that'll happen before then as well uh, if it was tomorrow there'd be some juggling that would have to to happen because bear is now not only has he earned a spot in the lineup he's earned a spot that gets him 20 minutes plus a night so uh it'll be a good problem for dave tippett to have if he's got good players that have to miss a game or two simply because players are playing better ahead of them. Yeah, good question. And whatever happens there will be our adjustment of the game, courtesy of the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Okay, let's head down to the Oilers dressing room uh, one more time. He got his ninth of the season. I still find myself double-checking that <laughs> to, to, make sure, to make sure it's right. He got his ninth of the season tonight. Here's the real deal, James Neal. Yeah, for sure. I think it felt better. Um, that was going to be a desperate hockey team in Detroit coming in here. They played us hard, so uh, I liked the way we battled all night. It was uh, one of our best games. And, um, nice to get another win. For you, kind of more of the same when you're feeling it. You just yeah, still there. Yeah, <laughs> feel good. Uh, uh, trying to get to the net as much as I can. Um, I thought our line was really good tonight. I thought we were on pucks. We were making good plays. We were finding each other. Um, so it was a it was a solid game from us. And nice to find the back of the net again. At a personal level, when you're playing as good as you are, does the puck just seem to follow you at times? Yeah, I think when you just when you work to get to those areas when you're uh, when you're feeling it when you're kind of in the zone and um you know you're yeah you feel like you're dangerous in the offensive zone every time you get it so it's a good feeling um you know you ride it for as long as you can and then you know sometimes it goes away and then you gotta fight to get it back so um you kind of try to do the right things off the ice and um you know keep your legs fresh and, and do everything to keep that confidence as high as you can so um it's nice to have right now and continue to roll here all right, James Deal. You know, he's, the goal scores like that, they, they often score in bunches. When, when he started with Vegas a couple years ago at six goals in the first four games, this is a little bit more of a burst than we'll see. So, you know, he's, the, this is a nice uh, eight-game stretch. I'm sure it'll, it'll go a little quieter for him at some point. But, man, he is, uh, he is riding it. And, again, and I thought Nugent Hopkins has had a few different wingers. He's had Neil every game, five on five. He's had a, you know, I think he's had Nygaard up there. Chason's been up there. Yurtro's been up there. I thought five on five, that was this was the best game for whoever was with Nugent Hopkins and Neil. Chason was a big part of it today. I, I agree. I thought Chason was very good. And and credit to Chason, you know he had a career year last year, 22 goals, signs a big contract. Uh, I'm sure there's expectations on his part that he'd be a top six guy, power play time, and it didn't happen to start the season, but you didn't see any complaint. You didn't see body language language sagging during games. He just went out, was very professional, did what he needed to do, and when he got the opportunity, which the last couple of games he has had, he was very good. The line was very good, and coaches noticed that. So uh, he's earned himself... Uh, another game in the top six and each time he gets the opportunity proves himself he gets to play there a little bit longer so good on chase on some other stats of note for tonight the oilers with a slight edge in the faceoff dot going 52 percent this evening dry led the way he won seven out of ten faceoffs. uh ice time we had cleft checking in at 24 54 that was the most on the oilers mcdavid played 23 27 Bear and McDavid both had four shots on goal, four shots on goal for Neil. Darnell Nurse had the most shots tonight. He had five. He also had two assists this evening. Dylan Larkin with four shots on net for the Detroit Red Wings also hit a post uh, late in the game. They, the, the Detroit has some speedy guys. They do. Um, a couple of the guys that they have speed, the hands don't match the speed. I can't, I, I'm not even going to try his name because I'm going to mess oh, it up. Oh, to see you? Yeah, 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 you knew which one I was talking about. That kid's got incredible speed, but it, it, his hands sometimes are a little slow to catch up. Um, but Larkin, Larkin, I thought, as the game went on, got better. I didn't, and, and I was a little disappointed, I didn't really notice Mantha a lot. 
and Mantha had a strong start to the season. First couple of games, he put some pucks in the net. I didn't notice him as much tonight. And the Detroit Red Wings are not a team that if their top two players or top three players aren't good, they're capable of winning hockey games. They have a lot of guys that work hard but don't have the skill level. So when Mantha has an average or below average night, their chances of women are winning are very slim. As I think this is... But four games in a row where they had one or two goals only. Yep. Like they're, getting, they're not scoring goals, and when their top guys dry up, they just don't have the support staff. You can always get more on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. The Oilers are 7-1 and one as they edge Detroit 2-1 tonight at Rogers Place. Our next broadcast is Sunday, 3.30. Face-off show game at 5 as the Oilers visit the Winnipeg Jets. They've had some entertaining games in that building the last couple of years, some overtime games, so that should be another fun one. Thanks to uh, Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30. Chet joined tonight by Brett Holden. Thanks a lot, guys. Troy Bowler is our engineer here at Rogers Place. Oilers Hockey has been presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great weekend.